We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. Investment is giving a lifeline to Ukraine's economy. Hello, you're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report, live from the BBC World Service. I'm Leanna Byrne, and a very good morning to you. Saturday will mark two years since Russia invaded Ukraine. As the conflict continues, so does the need for support and resources for people in Ukraine. The European Bank of Reconstruction and Development has invested $2.2 billion in the country since February 2022. Only one million of that has gone towards reconstruction. Its chief economist, Beata Yavorchik, told me how it prioritises and manages those funds. We have financed purchases of gas for the winter heating season. This is already the second winter we've done that. And then we've also have supported the railway company. It is important to keep transport linkages between Ukraine and Western Europe so that goods can come in and out of the country. And the point of doing that is to help Ukrainian people make it through the winter to avoid another exodus of of refugees. There is a recognition that Ukraine cannot rely on external financial support alone. It's important to bring people back. Ukraine is perceived as a corrupt country. Now, they have made efforts to deal with that and actually perceptions are improving. But there are cases when there are purchase orders or there's money put into the country and it disappears. I mean, does that come into your decisions about how to fund Ukraine and what to fund? Well, we have made a decision very early on that we are not going to compromise our procurement standards in Ukraine. Um, So we are very careful about whom we work with, because um, as an institution funded by governments from around the world, we need to give taxpayers in our shareholding countries comfort that the money uh, that we are channeling is well spent. Beata Yevorchik, thank you so much for joining us on Marketplace. Thank you. New research from an environmental charity has linked some of the world's largest meatpacking companies to illegal deforestation in the Cerrado in Brazil. The Savannah region, which spans 11 Brazilian states, is of huge environmental importance. The BBC's Esme Stallard reports. Global Witness has attempted to unearth what is driving the loss of tree cover. It looked at where the three biggest meatpackers, JBS, Minerva and Marfrig, were sourcing their cattle from in the state of Mato Grosso. Using their most recent transfer permits and satellite data, they were able to identify that a third of the cows coming from the Sahado were from farms on deforested land. And 99% of that deforestation, they say, was illegal. 
The three companies involved denied sourcing meat from deforested land. Esme Salard reporting. Now, let's do the numbers. Banking giant HSBC missed analyst expectations despite reporting record profits for 2023 in part two to a $3 billion charge related to its stake in a Chinese bank and the slowing economy in China. And British defence contractor BAE Systems saw its earnings up 14% last year, driven by new submarine contracts and demand related to Ukraine. The Philippines is facing a coin shortage. Some retailers in the country are even giving customers candy rather than small change because they've run out of coins, the BBC's Hannah Mullane reports. It's 7pm in the evening in Quezon City, the most populous city in the Philippines. As traffic jams are building, groups of people are huddled at the side of the road waiting for a jeepney. A jeepney is a long vehicle with benches in the back to transport lots of people all at once. It's the cheapest mode of transport in the Philippines, so it's popular. But you need a handful of change to pay for your ticket. Ma'am, saan po ang baba niyo? Sa crossing po. I just paid 13 pesos for the driver to bring me to the place where I should go. Camille Elamia is heading across the city. 13 Philippine peso is the cost of her ticket, the equivalent of 23 cents. Whenever riding jeepneys, you have to make sure that you have smaller coins or smaller bills because jeepney drivers oftentimes don't have enough change. John Ocampo is 60 and he's been driving a jeepney for a number of years. There are times when I have no coins for change. If the passenger pays for only one person, that's just 13 pesos. Then it's hard for me. As prices for things go up, passengers don't want to carry around lots of coins, which is making business difficult. Bobby Claudio is the president of the Philippine Retail Association. He thinks that some of the smaller denomination coins need to come out of circulation altogether. It costs more to produce coins than the value of the coins. And it must be really difficult for retailers just to make sure they have the right amount of change for people. Correct. There was a point that we had to have an inventory of candies in the stores, so that if we have to change to really coins of uh, five cents, ten cents, and we don't have the coins, most retailers just gave customers candies as part of their change. The central bank in the Philippines, the BSP, are desperate to get more coins back into circulation. So for the first time, they've put coin machines into shopping malls to encourage people to deposit their small change in exchange for money in their e-wallets a popular form of mobile banking in the Philippines. In the first six months of the machines being in place, more than $7 million worth of coins have been deposited. We'll have to wait and see if coins do become more popular again, as Filipinos vote with their wallets. I'm the BBC's Hannah Mullane for Marketplace. And finally, London's iconic BT Tower could be entering a new era as a hotel. BT says because of new technology, the tower isn't essential for its network anymore. But MC Orr Hotels, which bought it for $321 million, still needs to get approval to convert what was once London's tallest building. And that's it from the Marketplace Morning Report from the BBC World Service. My producer today was Naomi Rainey. Joe Critcher is our editor. And I'm Leanna Byrne. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. 
So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy.